What's up, everybody? This is Wolverine, the FM Machine, Mr. GMSI himself, Brian Cage. It's time to turn it on, tune in, and join the madness. This is the Concrete Rose Sunny Kiss. Hello, this is Ricochet. This is the ace that runs the place, Ace Andrews. This is This is Joey Janela. This is Larry Legend, and you are listening to the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. It is that time of the week once again, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, when we, the GAWP, take you through the weird and wild world of professional wrestling. Guys, it is your co-host, Avenging Ben, and joining me this week... Unfortunately, I would normally say I would throw it to my co-host, Home Milk Mike, but sadly, he is not here. Uh, if you don't know, me and the law had been discussing it for a while. I was against it, but he decided to go behind my back and sent Mike off to Fairchild Asylum to handle his issues. So, unfortunately, that means, in the meantime... Mike's power, uh, co-ownership of GOP, as well as all other legalities have been transferred over to the law, which means, as much as it makes me want to puke, I now throw it to my co-host, the law of professional wrestling, Ray Raimundo. Thank you for such a warm welcome, Ben. It's funny you say you want to barf. That's the same reaction I get every time I look at your stupid face. But let's get this started. How are you feeling tonight, Ben? Uh, uh, aside from all of that, I'm doing pretty good. I am uh, much like I think a lot, much like you, sir, and I think like a lot of our uh, viewership, we're anxious to uh, get home and uh, get ready for Thanksgiving, which which is why this episode will be going up on Friday as opposed to uh as opposed to uh, Thursday, like usual, because we all have a lot of stuff. We're all going to be Chilling out tomorrow, having some turkey, some mashed potatoes, biscuits, all that good shit. So we hope that uh, you have time to listen to our little our little wacky podcast in between uh, yelling with your family about Trump and uh, watching the football game. So Why do I feel like that is going to be a recurring thing tomorrow? A lot of families arguing about argue shit. politics. Like the thing, about th- the thing about Thanksgiving is it tends to bring together a lot of members of families from different parts of the country, which means you're going to get some people from, let's be nice here and say, less enlightened parts of the country, so... Okay. <laughs> what the fuck? Who let, red, who let, who done let Redneck Joe back in the building? Who done let... Oh, God. Throwback right there. Throwback. Redneck Joe. Oh, my God. Can't, we'll can never forget. Hashtag never forget Redneck Joe. We will never forget. Oh, God. Never forget. But yeah, it's show. definitely gonna be it's gonna be a fun time tomorrow. I definitely have plans with my family. Ben, I can imagine you have yours. Sadly, Home Milk Mike is gonna have to spend his Thanksgiving with Bobby. <laughs> I wonder if the food's any good at the asylum. Hopefully, it is. Uh, well, Smiley Hopefully. always looks like he's like in good 
like in good shape and like nutritional. Wait, sound. are you calling smiley, a smiley fat? No, I'm saying ben smiley. Ben, no, I was going to kill you. No, that's I didn't it. say that. I said he always yep, looked. That's what he said. Trick's I didn't he say said. that. I said he, he always said looked. He said it. He I said didn't it. say that. Fuck it. No. <laughs> I said smiley always looks like he's like nu- like nutritious and strong, so I guess they must be giving that some nutritious good. nutritious now? Oh, God. Now he wants to eat smiley. Now oh, I want to eat him. Like if I uh, ate a, if I ate Smiley, would I absorb his powers? Is that how this works? Is it like Jason goes to hell? If I eat his heart, I become him. I'm not sure. That's that's definitely an interesting concept. Are we starting? Let's off? talk about actual news, though. Let's talk about actual news. Let's start it this, off. This episode is going into another clusterfuck episode. Let's get into the actual wacky wild clusterfuck cl- clusterfuck four. What are we fighting for? Let's start it off with a little bit of news this week. If you've been looking forward to the day that Brock Lesnar would finally be pinned, you're going to be waiting a little bit longer. Ray, take him through the story. Well, after this weekend, you saw one thing. AJ Styles was treated like a little boy and manhandled every which way of that ring. Sadly, we saw AJ hit phenomenal forearm, kick out. Every power move you can think of, AJ tried, kick out. Brock Lesnar hits one. One F5. One, two, three. Which broke. Huh? Okay. Which has Homer been. Mel has now been. Vince McMahon does not want Brock Lesnar's F5 to be kicked out of till WrestleMania. So the conquering hero and underdog Roman Reigns can finally defeat Brock Lesnar. If you are looking forward to WrestleMania this year, I would openly start weeping because, or if you were looking forward to Brock Lesnar possibly dropping the title at the Royal Rumble, I would, uh, I would begin openly weeping. In addition to that story, it is apparently uh, confirmed that Vince McMahon does not want Finn Balor uh, hide her hair near the Royal Rumble main event against Brock Lesnar because he claims... Well, at least in singles, though. At least in singles. The rumor now is either Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe will happen again or maybe a three-way between the three. But, sadly, Finn Balor's plans of singles or even getting close to winning the championship are zero to none. So, unfortunately, so big updates. So the key crux of both of these stories is that Vince McMahon wants his big, sweaty, oily monster looking prime and strong come WrestleMania season for the slaughter of Roman Reigns. Um, Do you believe that uh, Finn Balor really isn't over? Uh, Fuck, yes, he's over. Have you heard the crowd every single week? I don't know. I don't know if it's... I don't think they worded it correctly. I don't think it's that Vince thinks he's not over. A lot of times in wrestling, it's usually what do you see dependable? Who do you see is going to be your guy? I know Vince sees Brock as, though he only comes once every three months or so, when Brock comes, he delivers. He gets the reaction. He dominates. He looks like a champion. Now, I'm not sure if... They want just a dominant versus dominant match, or is that what Vince sees as my star player? But we'll have to wait and see. Again, Roman Brock is not selling it for anyone, but Roman being a member of the Shield at the moment 
it's starting to get some interest and peak the interest of a lot of people. But that's that. not that's not Roman's doing though. That's just because he's part of the group again. When he came out on Raw and won the Intercontinental Championship, what happened? There was the fifty fifty crowd thing again. They had to get the shield in the ring to celebrate with him just so the crowd would be more positive about it. That's the thing though. Something I noticed Sundays, definitely something you noticed Sunday, is that when the fans when the shield came out and even Roman dominating single-handedly, they were cheering for Roman. So, Vince is doing the perfect thing. He's going to make you think, yeah, I'm cheering for the Shield. I'm not cheering for Roman. But it's going to start to the point, I'm cheering for, I'm cheering, oh, wait, yeah, I'm cheering for Roman. And that's what Vince wants. That's the, that's the psychology of all this. It's to get you to like Roman Reigns again, which I think a lot of people are starting to. We may at the moment... We're overthinking and thinking, you know what? No, I like the Shield. I don't like Roman Reigns. Watch by WrestleMania next year, and we're predicting and saying, who do we want to actually win? Nine times out of ten, we're going to save Roman Reigns, not only because it's the most predictable answer, but because we'll be fans by then. And that's what Vince wants. That's what he wants to do, is to make it psychologically possible for fans to forget their hatred and actually like the guy that they want. It's not going to happen, and if you think that WrestleMania this year is going to end with anything but a chorus of boos again for like the third or second year, third sec, third year in a row, this will be the fourth year that Roman Reigns has gotten like the main event treatment. Like he was at 31, 32, 33, and he's going to get it again. Just What episode number are we tonight? Because I want to keep those, sorry, on record, this will be an episode we'll look back on at Mania, and I'll tell you, I'm right. Watch. We'll definitely have to see. So that does it for that news. Let's get on to, and speaking of the Royal Rumble, let's get into it. This week, not only did we see the return of Paige, but we saw several NXT call-ups, such as Sonya Deville, Mandy Rose, uh, Ruby Riot, of all people, among others. And many people have been wondering, why have they decided to bring up all of these women at once, and then... A little theory broke on Twitter and Reddit earlier this week, and it might just put all of your questions to rest when you find out that at the Royal Rumble this year, they are heavily considering the first ever female Royal Rumble match. We've had the first ever female Hell in the Cell, first ever female Money in the Bank, and now it'll be the first ever female Royal Rumble match. Ray, do you think uh, this concept could work, and how do you think it will change the Royal Rumble pay-per-view as a whole? Now... When I heard this rumor and saw the debuts, it clicked. I'm thinking, okay, it may work. Now, this has been something in the talks for over the past year now. Could they pull this off with all the first times being 50-50? The Hell in a Cell, first time ever. Uh, first ever main event. Ooh. First money in the bank. Uh, the finish. But then the second. It was like, they can do it. Just that I'm thinking with the Rumble. It's going to be something that they can't fail at. They're going to have, most likely, the current Divas, women, sorry, how to say Divas because it just came the first thing in my head. For the women competitors at the moment on the main roster, a few NXT call-ups by then, and as well as maybe if they do like the current Rumble uh, idea of it, have some returns, a Lita, a Trish, and it would be interesting. I can see no fail in this, but I know there's going to be some hesitation. One, could they do 30 women? Is that going to take up too much time? 20, but then we're not seeing equal toward the men. 
I know there's going to be a lot of critique in this. This is definitely going to be something that they're going to have to plan correctly. I would love to see this, though. What are your thoughts, Ben? Because I know I, this is something we should I would like, be look at everything. Look at the pros I, and look at the cons. Of I would be more excited if the Money in the Bank matches and the Hell in the Cell match weren't such disappointments. They... They had all the opportunity in the world to really give these girls a chance to do some cool shit. And they had very... This ladder match they had back at Money in the Bank and on SmackDown were two of the most basic level of violence matches you could ever have. Like, if you're going to let these girls go for it, just go for it at this point. Like, No, but that's the thing. I don't think you can blame the E for that. I know with something like that, you can't expect them to go all out and do breaking ladder spots and such because this is the first of its kind. I know they've been talking about backstage of the women were hesitant because remember it is a ladder match and they are, I'm not going to say that they can't take as much pain as men because that would be totally wrong. And especially in this business. However, we can't expect them to be like, you know what? We have to do it for the crowd. I'm going to go through one ladder, two ladders and such. They tried to do the best they could, but again, we can't blame just the E, but also we just have to look at it as the workers want to make sure they got safe after the match as well. So again, the rumble concept is a little different though, Ben. This There's a rumble is a lot easier to do because it doesn't involve weapons, it doesn't involve a cell, it doesn't involve any like high expectations. But to be fair though, like this is the first time like there'll be like an all female Royal Rumble match, which I am very excited to see. My only fear is it's like that this whole thing is going to like drain the NXT roster of like all of its talent, which is why I'm thinking the other theory as to why those girls came up is so that they could start introducing some of the Mae Young classic girls on NXT television, which makes sense. But if this is what the theory they're going with, like for the Rumble, like you got to think, are there enough women on the roster now to justify this? Because you have Becky Lynch, Lana, Tamina, Naomi, Charlotte, uh, Alexa Bliss. Let's see who else. Sasha Banks, Bailey, Oscar, uh, yep. Nia Jax, uh, Alicia Fox, Mickey James, Alexa Bliss. If I already said her name, I apologize. And now you have Paige, uh, you have a bunch of others. So it may not be too outside the realm of possibility that uh, maybe Peyton Royce and Billy Kay might be coming up to the uh, main roster very soon. Although I would save them until after WrestleMania, maybe. Or maybe they're like the special Royal Rumble debut, maybe. Like they're the. No, that's what I'm saying. That they can even do that, do some call ups in the Rumble per se. Because look at that. Just from what you mentioned. Uh, taking away the two uh, Alexa Blisses, we're already at 16 names. So half the field is already there, and there's still a few more we're missing, as well as they can use NXT call-ups, they can use a few returns. Molly Holly's always said she'll do one more match. Uh, Lita. Lita, Trish, and the names just keep rolling. Uh, Victoria, or even Layla could even do one more. Michelle McCall, she said she would do one more now that she's getting a little better. So you never know. The possibilities are endless, and this could be something that it doesn't have to be all 30. It could be a 20-woman Royal Rumble, and it could be something just interesting to pique the interest of new fans because I know that's always something they want to change the demographic. That's not always just guys watching. This can interest the girls. Maybe they're like, hey, look, 
it's woman power, it's something else, it's, some, it's something different. And I know that's always something we want about wrestling is to not be complacent, but something different that keeps us interested. I so. completely I, I agree, and I'm definitely looking forward to it. So we'll see what they ha- we'll see what happens. Maybe third time is the charm for giving the women a shot at this at this match type that's usually associated with the men. So who knows? Maybe I can, I've been proven wrong before. I've eaten my words. So let's see what happens. So that is the female Royal Rumble match on the table. Will it be good? Will it be bad? Who knows? Is it even going to happen? So put a pin in that story for now. And let's get into another little story that I know you want to talk about. It's time for some WWE 2K18 DLC updates, if I'm not mistaken. If I'm not mistaken, the NXT DLC pack came out just this week. And, Ray, who is included in that pack? Uh, Yes, Ben, you're not wrong. It literally came out yesterday morning. The news broke. Everyone was going nuts. For those that are a little worried about what the hell, where's my pack, I'm going to explain to you how to get it and who's in it. So, for those that are in the PlayStation, you can do this. Go to apps. Go to add-ons. New. Right there. Download. Now, who's on it? The current, oh, no, no, sadly, former NXT champion, Drew McIntyre. We'll get into that. Yep. The debuting, Ruby Riot. The upstart, Lars Sullivan. Interesting choice. The man that we want to stand with, Elias, and everyone's favorite, because this has been the most interesting one out of the group, Alistair Black. No man is ever truly good, no man is ever truly mm. evil, and no game is ever truly complete without Alistair Black. Yep, this definitely has been an interesting pack. Me and a few buddies of mine have been playing it all day, we've been going nuts with it. The The DLC looks amazing. I encourage all of you that do have 2K18, go to the PlayStation Store, Xbox Live Store, purchase the DLC, play with it. It's out now. Like the game says, be like no one, and just go at it. <laughs> Lars Sullivan. We'll get into him when we discuss NXT yep. War Games in a little bit, but let's get into a little bit of wrestling news right here. Let's get into a little news concerning the Cruiserweight division for those who care. Uh, we're talking about NXT call-ups earlier, and apparently uh, I did not watch because I've kind of given up on 205 Live, as I think a lot of people have. But apparently, uh, in the coming weeks, we are going to be introducing a brand new cruiserweight to the main roster. Uh, Hideo Itami, formerly known as Kenta, will finally be making his way on up to the main roster in an attempt to salvage what is left of his WWE run, which has been anything less than stellar. I'm actually excited, though. I, I am. I am excited for this because, because like I, I've always said, the cruiserweight division has been the indie division. So I think him in there with more of what he knows, I think it's gonna be something interesting. Look, just give him a match with Akira Tozawa, and I'll be happy. Uh, I'm hoping you're saying because they're both technical athletes, but okay. Yeah, because it's a total, it's a New Japan match waiting to happen. Have they ever been on New Japan together? That match would be amazing. Did Akira Tozawa ever actually wrestle in Japan? I know he was in PWG. But seriously, though, uh, this, this 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 would be an amazing match, and these two are the most talented mother, two of the most talented motherfuckers on the roster, and I would love to see them have a match with each other. Another match I would love to see is Hideo Itami versus. Galisto, I think that'd be really good. And of course, if he ever does come back, Hideo Itami versus Neville. And of course, seeing Hideo Itami kick the living shit 
out of Enzo Amore would just fill my heart with joy, so that's always good. I would actually, if anything, love to see him and Noah Dark. Ooh, that would be great. That would be a great match, just technical, just... I want to see what what's going to happen, though, with the GTS. Will they allow it now in the main roster? Like, That's as, be as far as, like, is this going to hurt or benefit him going forward? Like, the dude's career is already in a really weird place. He, he, he got dealt a bad hand, man. He got hurt over and over again. He missed the best years of NXT. He barely got any time to thrive there. And he he's recently started, like, rebuilding himself from the ground up. He's been having some really good matches on NXT, like with, with Bobby Roode, with, with uh, Cassius Ono. He's been doing some with, with uh, Les Butler. He's been doing a lot of good stuff. With Danny Burch, he's been having some really good matches. Oni Lorcan. So I'm looking forward to this because I feel Hideo will be a good addition to any roster. So I feel like there's nothing you can do to him at this point that will hurt his career even more. And as far as heel or face, uh, I say introduce him as face and then then slowly turn him back into heel if you need it. That's what I would say. Yeah, I think now that's what the division needs because Kalisto kind of failed as that babyface run to conquer Enzo. Maybe build Hideo Itami up from the ground in the Cruiserweight division. From there, him be the one to conquer Enzo Amore. Maybe by Mania? We'll definitely see where that goes. So, Hideo Itami, 205 Live. We will see where that goes in the coming weeks. And before we get into the indie update, there is one last bit of a little bit of a wrestling pop cultural news story. If uh, you've been following this, it's not a pleasant story, but it is a story nonetheless. Uh, David Otunga and his uh, famous wife, Jennifer Hudson, are splitting up. And this is coming in the wake of Jennifer Hudson accusing him of abuse and cheating, and now it's a major custody battle over their child. Not a pleasant story. Ray, if I got any of that wrong, take me through it. Okay, so over the weekend, yes, the news was after 10 years being together and actually getting engaged, David Otonga and Jennifer Hudson have split. Now, you kind of twisted the information there, though, Ben. Uh, Jennifer Hudson has accused David Otonga of physical abuse, while David has rebuttaled being the lawyer he is with her being um, not actually faithful to the marriage and cheating on him with, I believe, a gospel singer? Something of that nature. That's what being rumored now, everything's... This is all he say, she said, sadly. As our most stories in Hollywood, unfortunately. Yes, it's celebrities. They're usually going to try to make sure they're the nice guy out of it. But sadly, what makes me kind of sad is that they do have a young child. Which, that's always that the worst part. That is something you don't want to grow up in is that kind of fa- as a divorced family being. He is so young. I believe the child is not even three. So that is sad to not be able to see his parents together. But it's life. Not everything's going to be perfect, sadly. But I guess we do have to talk about it because David Otonga is someone in the wrestling business still. He was replaced by Booker T when he was taking vacations. So, yeah. Basically so. So, not a lot to say on that story. We'll definitely keep with it as it goes on. But the other thing I would mention is how does this affect his WWE career? Uh, Dude hasn't been on TV in in a fucking forever. Uh, If he loses the edge of having this famous wife... I would, I think he'll be out the door fairly soon. But then again, WWE might want to save face and not fire a man whose wife just cheated on him. So we'll definitely have to see where that goes. 
I just want to see where it's going to go now. Definitely, if it is true that he has physically assaulted her, because again, we're right now in that time of people getting accused every week of sexual assault, physical assault. Gene Simmons, for crying out loud, was accused of it. So imagine. It's stuff that every day now is popping out that, yes, this celebrity, that celebrity, and WWE is such a PG product, I don't think they can handle something like that in their circumference, in their area of right now being a product for kids and such. They're not going to want, yeah, this guy that works in her company, yeah, he beat his wife. Yeah, that doesn't fly. That cannot be something that they're going to want to allow around them and around the wrestlers because then, oh, wait, he got away with it. Why can't we? Bingo. So we'll definitely continue with that story as it unfolds. And now it is time for the indie update of the week. And this is not exactly about any upcoming show or upcoming appearance. It is about... Baby, Ben, let's, let's, let's do what you usually say and take it from the back. Let's actually give a few updates of what shows are coming up because I know this is definitely going to be a controversial conversation coming. So I do want our fans to know if there are any shows coming up in the week because we do not want to just use some spoiled milk at the moment. Exactly. So no Ray, intended, you just, keep your... I, don't, I don't want fans to just get that sour taste. So, so Ray, you keep your ear, week, you keep your ear to the ground in many areas. Take these people through all the shows that they can go see through November and December. Okay, so for the rest of this week, this Friday, not so much of an event, but it is an indie per se. So you can see the Capital Wrestling Binge Mode. Hashtag Binge Mode is going to be a full day of Capital Wrestling. So after you get your turkey, your stuffing, and all such of those Thanksgiving food, relax and watch some good old Capital Wrestling. From there, December 1st, Fiesta Pro Wrestling will be having Christmas Chaos slash Hanukkah Havoc. That's going to definitely be an interesting show featuring likes of talent as Eric Jaden, Anthony Gangone, uh, Stan Styles, I believe Matthias Glass is in there. Ben, your favorite. Oi! Uh, <laughs> okay. We got to get him there, on the show for Hanukkah. That sounds like it'll be an interesting one. I can't wait for that. Uh, December 8th, we're going to have SWF Presents. Whoa. Is her name? No, sadly not. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a holiday show, I believe, from having the likes of Shane Douglas, Sandman, Tommy Dreamer, and such other ECW originals, and their current SWF champion, TJ. Well, I'll leave that out for a minute. Okay. Uh, December 9th, FTW presents self-titled live at the Queens Elmport Center. That's a double shot with Evolve. Make it down. We have a few friends competing that night. Who knows? Maybe we'll be there. We'll never know. Also, okay. Uh, I believe that's it for now. Oh, wait, no. Sorry. Uh, December 8th is as well as the Haas Tournament. That is 305 and above. TJ Marconi, Dan Moff, Steve Mack, uh, Bill Carr from the, te- the team, Team Tremendous, and so much more. It's definitely going to be a battle of the big men and one women. Because Maria Manic is involved in this tournament. This is definitely going to be something that you're not going to want to miss. There's going to be so much more this coming up in December. So once we get closer, we'll definitely give you more of an indie update. Now it's time to sadly talk about controversy. Ben, controversy, you wanna, controversy. You tell them because I don't want to. Let me take it right I have here, my buddy. Opinion, I'll, I'll give you in a minute. 
So, controversy, um, controversy, okay. controversy is the word this week, ladies and gentlemen, as we talk about by far the most divisive story making its rounds on the interwebs this week. And if you keep your ear to the ground in the YouTube community and the Twitterverse, as we do for this show, you're going to be where we've had our ears right up in this story this week. So let's get into it. This past weekend at the SWF show, which I believe you attended, sir, the match was supposed to be TJ Marconi, the blue-eyed devil, defending his SWF heavyweight championship against Grimm of the very popular YouTube series Grimm's Toy Show. Now, as it's been discussed, TJ Marconi did not make that appearance, which is not uncommon. Card is subject to change, but this is a championship match, and it was very interesting. What ended up happening was, Grimm, if I'm not mistaken here, turned the match he was having into... I want to take my words carefully here, so tell you what, Ray, I don't want to get this wrong, so Ray, take me through what happened after TJ did not make this appearance. Okay, so uh, we're already starting a little bit wrong, Ben. I don't want to offend you here. I attended the show the night before. SWF is known to do double shots, do more than one show weekend because they love to give their fans the bang for the buck. So I attended Friday night, TJ Marconi again. He competed on that Friday night show. Now, Saturday night, they were in Bayville, New Jersey at the Berkeley Little, Little League Field. So... It was, like you mentioned, Grimm versus TJ Marconi for the SWF Heavyweight Championship. Now, that was the scheduled match. Like we say on the indies, it's card subject to change. Now, TJ Marconi was double booked that night. However, he noticed that he did have somewhat of an injury for him. He told the promoter he would love to come in. Rob uh, Rob Fury is the, the owner and promoter of the SWF. From what we've been told and everything... He told TJ Marconi not to come. It's okay. We'll give something to Grimm, make sure the fans go home happy. Now, for those that are going to say this rest part is a lie, because Grimm took it upon himself to record his conversation with Rob Fury on the night of. And in Grimm's video, he says, you know what, Grimm, you're right. We're going to make you a champion tonight. You'll, You'll defend the SWF championship. Now, from those that were there that night as well, they've said the conversation did not go as certain. Rob Fury stated, you can defend the GTS championship, or such. He was never granted the SWF title. Now, from there, as you can see in the video, Grim took on El Jefe Rojo. That's the name, right, Ben? Yell El Jefe Rojo. Do hop. Okay, so. Yeah. <laughs> Breaking cave, babe. Do hop. Okay. So, they took each other on. They had their match. Grimm goes over, one, two, three. Grimm announces himself as still SWF champion. Now, this is where the controversy continues. We see the paperwork. You saw it as well, Ben, right? Yep. That TJ McConey showed his medical reports. It's valid. It's a hospital thing. Now, people are saying it's fake. Where's the date? Where's this? Where's that? Come on, folks. It's wrestling. A guy, why would you want a wrestler to compete if he's injured? Now, People are saying, well, he competed at PV. Uh, he competed that same night in Maine, I believe, or the next night in Maine, and that night in Pennsylvania. There's certain bookings you have to commit. If you commit, you have to do it now. With SWF, the owner told him not to come in. So, if we're going to blame people, you can't just blame the champion. It's not anything to blame, though. It's an injury. The promoter did not want to put his champion in jeopardy. 
He had a worker there. He had someone else that could replace him. Now, this is the controversy now. The people are saying, so is Grimm the champion? Is TJ Marconi champ? Or did, what people are saying, did Grimm do whatever he want and just go in and say, you know what, I'm champion. That's it. If he's not showing up, and is that the right thing to do? Ben, you give your opinion first. I've explained what occurred, and I just want to hear your opinion first. Then I'll give my thoughts. The wrestling industry is very complicated. People's opinions about Grimm's toy show are very complicated. I've said it before, and I'll say it again. I have some respect for the Grimm's Toy Show guys. They've created a brand for themselves. They do some really funny content. And they give a lot of upstart indie performers a big platform to shine. People we know and respect have been on their show. Jeff Cannonball, Mike Law, respected indie workers see value in taking part in this YouTube institution. I've met Grimm. Lovely guy. Never had a bad word to say about him. Can't say I have a very broad relationship with him. I've met him once. Lovely dude. Had a talk with him. And Doohop, lovely guys. Also, Jay Evans, very lovely guy. I know, I know TJ Marconi. Lovely dude. Loved working with him. Helped me with my movie for school recently. Was the first guy we ever, ever interviewed for GWP. Again, wonderful guy. I, I, I have a respect for all the people involved in the situation. I want to make that clear before I give my thoughts. Wrestlers work hurt all the time. This is a thing that happens. When you do this for a living, and this is how you pay your bills every month, it's not as simple as, oh, I'm not going to take this booking or I'm not going to go to this show because my ankle hurts or I'm feeling under the weather. No, if I do not wrestle this show and put on at least a 10-minute match, I'm not going to eat this weekend. That is the mindset of a lot of indie wrestlers and sadly the state of the industry. You don't get paid a lot, so you're going to take your bookings where you can get them. If you go down with an injury and people were promised a championship match that night, that sucks. And in some cases, if you want to say, hey, we're going to have these two wrestlers fight for an interim title. And then the winner of that will face the real champion when he returns. Fine. It's not going to be what people wanted, but injuries happen. If TJ Marconi felt he could not be at his best to be in that match and had to give and couldn't be on the show, and Rob Fury himself said, don't come, I'm worried about your safety, that is fine. If Grimm thought that he would should probably put the belt on himself as an interim champion, fine. But what went wrong here is what goes wrong in everything in professional wrestling. One simple word, communication. All it would have taken in this situation is for all the parties involved to communicate, which is difficult if TJ was really in the hospital. That leads me to believe he really was. When you're in the hospital, you don't exactly have access to your phone at the time. If he was going under some sort of medical treatment, can't really get access to your phone. Really difficult situation. I'm rambling a lot, so let me get to my point here. Is there really a right or a wrong in this situation? Indie wrestling is an intense, weird beast. You're going into that like half-cocked sometimes. I've seen rings arrive to the venue two hours before the show starts. I've seen wrestlers leave 
halfway through shows just to make it to other shows. I've seen wrestlers flat out give up in the middle of matches simply because they didn't like the way it was going and leave because they didn't like the direction. You have to remain professional in independent wrestling no matter what it is. And this is coming from a fan and a behind-the-scenes person. I am not a wrestler, but I do understand simple human respect. If you've promised to be somewhere and you can't make it, that's one thing. If you're hurt, at the end of the day, both there's fault in both situations here. But what I'm really getting at here, and I'm really starting to mumble and sort of ramble here, because this is a really complicated situation. Ray, do you kind of pick up what I'm putting down here? I can I can see what you're trying, Ben. I can see where you're going. But what I'm really... I don't want to take any side, but it pains me to have to say, I kind of have to go with the wrestler's side on this because it's been something that they're now uh, diminishing even the company itself. This is what kind of annoys me is that now even GTS guys are saying, well, good luck with the company. We're not coming back and we're not going to bring our fans. Which is not cool to do. It's not something you should do. Respect is toward everyone. And that's what I'm talking about when it comes to professionalism. One incident like this should not be a inciting incident to be like, okay, fuck your company. It's like this was a bad situation for everybody involved. And a lack of communication resulted in a talent being seen as a flaker and another talent being seen as a power abuser. People have been saying, I've, there's been arguments on the other side of the fence. Oh, Grimm used his power at SWF to take the belt. He just slapped a logo on another belt. And I'm like, listen, that you can debate that till you're blue in the face. But like, honestly, I am siding more. As much as I hate to say this, I agree with you. I am siding more with TJ on this. We don't know how hard he was. We don't know the full story. That's the thing about this whole situation. We do not know the full story, much like with the Otunga-Jennifer Hudson thing. Once we have the full... I'm trying to see it from both sides here so I can sort of meet in the middle and find a cohesive narrative here. And I don't think that's... That is not the wrong thing to do. Uh, no, it isn't, Ben. That's the thing. We want to make sure we give you... Because I know a lot of people don't know the true story. However, we're not at a full point of knowing everything. We know from certain sources and certain things, but we want to make sure you know this. Just for anything that happens in the future, wrestling is this business of trust and respect. So, if a worker is saying they are injured, however, like we mentioned, certain commitments aren't as easy to be broken. Certain companies allow you, if you cannot compete, you can speak with the owner. If they tell you don't show, it's that. It's the word of the owner. Now, if certain companies aren't as lenient, then you have to do it because guess what? It's taking money out of your mouth, money off the table, and food that you cannot purchase now. This is their living. This is their, their wages. So for any future upcoming controversy like this, think about it in that. Respect all parties involved. If more information does come out, we will speak on that. I just still say that the GTS guys took it in a different manner, though. If you know he was injured, don't try to paint the picture of you're the victim because all the real victim here are the fans. Yep. That's all I have to say. The real victim. Because at the end of us the day, being guys that were fans, fans, 
we podcast, we have worked behind and continue to, we know that the fans are the ones we're trying to please here. Now, if you're, th- you're taking, oh, you know what? If I'm getting screwed, I'm going to screw them too. I'm going to take my fans with them. I, I just want to say this. If that's going to be your point every time, where else are you going to go, boys? Where else? Because you've already done it once more that that time I defended you. You got attacked what was meant as a shoe. Now this, you're doing a shoe. What's being said, it's like, why are you taking back on someone that has done nothing else to you? They were injured. That's what I just want to say because I know our words are going to kind of get twisted now. Sadly. We may look like the bad guys. Guess what? We don't want to do that. We just want to prove that it's respect, it's hum- being humble, and just loyalty to this one thing we all love, which is wrestling. So, guys. So that's all we want to say from here because I don't want someone tonight to be tweeting, fuck the GAWP, fuck Ray, fuck Mike, fuck Ben. They're all just hypocrites. Because that's going to happen. I can see it now. I can see it happening. Lord knows that somebody's going to listen to this, get a bag, get a wild hair up their ass, and tweet us about something. But we don't have, I don't want to hate on anybody because there's too much hate in this world. I just want to get to the bottom of a story, and I want to make sure that everybody's informed because that's what we do here at the GAWP. But the key word this week, ladies and gentlemen, was controversy. Controversy is key to understanding this story, and that pretty much does it for that in the update, the TJ Marconi Grimm situation, put a pin in that one. It's definitely still ongoing, and it's definitely not a pleasant and easy situation to maneuver. If I st- if I stumbled in my explanation or opinion tonight, I apologize, but that's just that's the wild beast that we call podcasting, and that is the wild beast that we call professional wrestling. So guys, after that one, we are going to need a quick commercial break, but don't worry, we'll be right back with more of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast, including WWE... Survivor Series discussion, NXT War Games, and some updates regarding Whole Milk Mike, and maybe even appearance from our old buddy Pepe. So let's see what goes on after these me- after these messages from our sponsors. We'll be right back. Hey guys, Avenging Ben here, popping in to tell you that if you want to listen to all the previous episodes of the General Admission Wrestling Podcast Season 1, you can find them on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, and Podtastic. All the previous 40 plus episodes are available anytime for free for your downloading pleasure. Also, if you want to follow us on all that good old social media, you can follow us on the Twitter machine at the GAWP Show, and you can follow us on the Facebook machine at the general admission wrestling podcast also if you want to get more of our video content and exclusive videos that will not be going up on our facebook or our itunes in audio form you can follow us at our youtube page at the general admission wrestling podcast we have interviews we have exclusive episodes we have all sorts of great content for you so do check out our youtube our social media and do subscribe to all of that great audio content once again you can find all of the audio content on itunes stitch radio TuneIn radio and podtastic once again guys leave a little review leave a five-star rating maybe you can push us up to the top of those subscriber counts maybe we can get some good publicity for us who knows once again thank you guys for supporting the show and it goes a long way so now let's get back into it with more of the general admission wrestling podcast 
And we are back with more of the GAWP. It is time to discuss NXT and Survivor Series. And of course, I'm here with Ray Ramundo. And uh, let's see. Wait a minute. Oh, God, I think it's that time, Ben. Damn it, um, let me get on the mic. Pepe, here. Here. <clears throat> Pepe! Orale, amigos! What's up, senor? Ben, no, turn off the music, senor. Wait, what? Turn off the music. Pepe! Senor ben, me, me sad. Pepe, what, what, what's wrong, Pepe? Where's senor Mike, senor Ben? Oh, uh, well, I'm afraid your friend, Ray Ramundo, sent him off to the funny farm. No, that puto did what? Yeah, no. he, he sent him off to live with, uh, Senor Smiley and Senorita Trixie. Aw, I like them, though. Is Mike going to be okay? I do not know. He's been communicating on Twitter the past few days. It seems okay. It seems like they're feeding him. They're keeping him warm. The, I don't know. It seems okay. like it's... Hopefully, because, Senor Ben, we need to have a party because it's Thanksgiving tomorrow! It is indeed. And, uh, Pepe, do you have a special drink ready for uh, Thanksgiving? Oh, see, si, Senor Ben. Me already drinking it right now. Me drinking my lovely Coquito. Coquito for the win. definitely delicious. Nothing beats. So I want uh, to tell you thank you because I'm definitely thankful for, for being on this show. It keeps me away from Senor Trump and all those people. So thank you, Senor Ben. Is your is your, you, visa, is, your, is your visa contingent upon you appearing on this show? I believe so, Senor Ben. I put it as my occupation. <laughs> Not very stable job, but okay, whatever. Thanks for stopping Thank you, by, Senor Pepe. Ben. We need to give Pop your. We need to give your fuck. You keep popping in every week. We need to give your show your segment a name. How about chilling at the border with Pepe? Uh, can can we not mention borders, Senor Ben? Okay, how we about? kind of scared of the border. Okay, what about? Eh, we'll workshop it. We'll get back to you. But until then. Pepe, is there anything you want to say to the people? Orale! Have a good day, amigos! See you next week! Free my homie, Mike! Give me the mic. Give me the, give me the fucking mic! Free Senor Mike, indeed. Yeah, yeah, Ray, he's yeah, Ray, he's pissed at you. I would think he would be on my side. You would think, huh? Yeah, not so much, I guess. God. Pepe has standards, Ray. Pepe has standards. But Ben... Whatever. Speaking of standards, our standards for Survivor Series were set incredibly high by how awesome NXT War Games was. Boom! Segway awesome. Let's do this. <laughs> okay, so, folks, this weekend, not one, but two pay-per-view or network specials occurred. So we began with the return of everyone's favorite, War Games. Ben, do you want to talk them down the line? We're going to talk matches, talk our thoughts, and uh, then we'll get to the second show of the weekend. Yep, then we'll get to Survivor Series, but let's get into the awesomeness that was... Let's get into the, uh, I believe, how many matches were there? There was one, two, three, four, and five. Let's get into the five-course meal of deliciousness that was... NXT War Games. Let's start it off with uh, the big, burly, scary man, Lars Sullivan, taking on 
Uh, the man formerly known as Chris Hero, Cassius Ono, in what was an awesome match. Uh, Cassius Ono made Lars Sullivan look like a million goddamn bucks. This was hard-hitting. This was quick-paced. This was a real rough-and-tumble type match. Always good to see two big guys squaring off with each other. Loved this match. What did you think? This was definitely a reveal, though. Lars Sullivan is not a big man. I then know. we noticed that even next to Chris Hero, he was maybe a f- like an inch taller. Yeah, like Cassius own like no fucking uh, Lars Sullivan is really only big when he's facing off with dudes smaller than him. When you really get down to it, he's kind of an average sized guy, which is a little hilarious. But that didn't really matter because he did look like a million bucks in this match. No, I'm just saying that that was something that me and a buddy of mine were talking about earlier because. Like I mentioned, he was one of the released characters for DLC this this week. And him next to Braun Strowman, he looks like a cruiserweight. Yeah. He's six foot, I believe six foot two, six foot three. Braun Strowman standing at almost seven feet tall. And it's like they're building him as NXT's Braun Strowman, but the size doesn't add up. Though he did have a dominant pace against Cassius Ono. Chris Hero is definitely a guy that you want to give to make a guy look great. I remember the first time I saw Chris Hero was against Matt Riddle, and he made Matt Riddle look like a million bucks. So Chris Hero is definitely that guy that he works around it, he works around you, and make sure you get the best out of not your not only your match, but also just the match in general. So Bingo. it was a great match. But Sadly, not- there was one I got wrong. I predicted Chris Hero going over. Oh, pardon me. Cassie is Ono going over. However, I guess that was the build to give Lars Sullivan another win in his book. So Lars Sullivan with a dominant victory over Cassie Ono. Great match, but nothing. Out of five, I would probably five stars. I'll give that a three. It was good. I'll give it a three. It was a very good match. Look at a solid three. It wasn't the best match, but it wasn't bad either. So solid three. But nothing holds a candle this past weekend. To the absolute masterpiece that was Alistair Black versus Velveteen Dream. Jesus H. Tap dancing Christ on a Thanksgiving turkey with gravy, mashed potatoes, and stuffing. This, Damn, I'm hungry now. This match got me pregnant. That's how awesome this match was. Uh... Okay. Uh, I would let this match. Though? I would let this match go all the way with me. I want to have this match as babies. That's how good this match was. Uh, okay, Ben. Uh, like I was trying to. S- want to have it go? All- oh God, we need Mike. Uh, okay. Well, so- then bring him out of the asylum, you asshole. No, I think I'll keep him there though. Okay, so is it bad though that Patrick Clark? That's Velveteen Dream's name. He was the one that was hated on that show. He was the guy that literally said, no, you don't need to know that much about wrestling history in order to make it. We hated him for that. Meanwhile, he put on a five-star classic against Alistair Black. The gimmick got over. The fans were with him. They were saying, say his His name. name. And it got over. Do you know how hard it is? Do you know how hard it is in this day and age to communicate your storyline like that? When people are actively shouting 
the catchphrase that this whole storyline is based around, you know it's a hit. The moment in this match that sold it 100%, the match was amazing. These two put on an absolute clinic with each other. But the moment where this match achieved God levels was when Aleister Black sits down with the microphone and very bluntly says to Velveteen Dream, he says, Enjoy infamy, Velveteen Dream. The crowd fucking went apeshit for that, and so did I. That was masterful storytelling right there. This was the match that brought Aleister Black out of his shell. And it I was, believe, uh, yeah. This, oh, sorry, Ben, continue, continue. This was... If nothing else happens this year, I will have no trouble putting this... Excuse me, putting this on my top ten favorite matches of the year, WWE or otherwise. This match was amazing. Ray, how about you? Okay. Uh, the match definitely was a clinic. This match left no punches or especially kicks. Oh, yeah. We saw a lot of kicks in there. And Tommy and Aleister Black, whatever you want to call him, the man knows how to just look just freaky. That sitting from what was supposed to be a springboard into I'm going to play mind games was amazing. Then Velveteen Dream trying to copy him, the match told so much of a story. It was so psychological in there. It was perfect. It didn't bore the fans. It kept them biting their nails and on the just on top of their seats because they wanted to see everything. Now, the ending, I believe I said last week, I know I was kept thinking of it, was that Alistair would say it at the end because he would gain his respect because I could have seen it. I could see Velveteen Dream giving him his best and making Alistair Black respect him at the end. So that promo at the end was perfect. Not too much needed to be said because Alistair is a man of not many words. He's more of a kicks, do it in the ring, that's it. No words needed. And it was perfect. So again, if you want to give it a rating, I'm going to give it I call it a five-star classic. I'll give it five stars. It was definitely a great match. Ben, how about you? Five. Fu- no, to quote, sorry, Dave Meltzer, but I'm giving the ratings this time five fucking stars. Yep, there you go. It's If it's, you know what? This is on Booker T's top five. This is his, his top fav- five. His yeah. fave five. He's in my fave five this week, Ray Ray Mundo. Let me tell you something, Ray. This, hey, Ray, let me ask you something. You ever had a Choco Taco? What? Yeah, Ray, no, Ray, you ever had one of them Choco Tacos? It's a taco, but it has chocolate in it. It's delicious. <laughs> I think I did, but okay. No, but Ray, you gotta go get a Choco Taco. That's what you gotta do. <laughs> oh, God, we better stop before Joe Smooth gets us. Okay. No, no, not just smooth. He kicked my ass. Anyway, let's oh, get on to, again, the next big thing of the night. This was the fatal four-way to determine the brand-new NXT Women's Champion that was vacated by Asuka in this match. It was the Pirate Princess Kyrie Sane versus one half of the iconic duo Peyton Royce versus the female member of Sanity Nikki Cross versus the hometown girl herself, Ember Moon. This match was great. Everybody in this match got a chance to do their thing, but of course, uh, I gotta say, 
Uh, the Right Girl won. Ember Moon came out on top, and that was that was a lot of fun. Uh, this was a really fun match. Everybody got to do something cool. Uh, I do feel as though um, I want to organize my thoughts here correctly. So, Ray, I'm going to organize my thoughts, and you take what you thought of the match. Okay, so it was definitely – they put the right four in there. I was talking that whole night. We're talking with our wrestling buddies, talking to a few people we know in this that were just psychologically breaking it down. That I have to say psychological so much in this card because Triple H makes it that way. He is the cerebral assassin. He booked this perfectly to make you think every move and every step ahead. Now, this is the bl- this is the only thing I didn't like about the match. And it's literally the funny part because it was the finish. Having Ember co- do the the double eclipse that taking everyone it didn't it didn't work. She wasn't a person that usually dominates like an Oscar, Nia Jax, or even to now uh, even Sasha and Charlotte, they have more of a dom- dominant style. Ember is more of the pizzazz and her gimmick getting over. It was just a little weird. It was just a little weird. But again, the match was great. Ember going over and finally doing what she what she needed to do and becoming the NXT Women's Champion, it was perfect. What was even more adding to the story was Asuka being the one to deliver the to championship. give her the belt, that was such a good touch. That was just perfect. That ended the story because we were there. We were at NXT TakeOver. We were there Over. live. Uh, they had a five-star classic. Was so this now, match was this match as good as Ember Moon versus Asuka at NXT Brooklyn 3? No. No. But no, was it still a good match? Absolutely. I would give this one three and a half. Definitely three and a half. It was very good. But uh, yeah, everybody got a chance to do something cool, and I'm very intrigued to see where the other th- where the other three women in this feud go because I see good things in the future for all of them especially uh Peyton Royce who I feel is really coming to her own as a performer she is fantastic she was actually my odds on favorite to win this thing but of course I was proven wrong but yeah that match was a hell of a lot of fun and certainly would have been I thought was going to be the only new champion crowned that night, but proving me wrong again with by far one of the biggest shocks of the weekend, uh, Andrade Cien Almas defeating Drew McIntyre for the NXT Championship. Who could have predicted that? Cut to. <laughs> I, I don't want to say I was right, because I know you guys were thinking, no, there's no way, but I felt it had to happen. The guy was on a roll, dominating against Johnny Organo. The story was just working perfectly with, uh, the, again, I have to go Tia Trinidad, because her name in NXT escapes me. Her being next to Andrade and just that gimmick of... She's the piece that he needed to fill the puzzle. That was it. The puzzle needed one more piece in order to lead to championship gold. That was her. So, we get Andrade versus Drew McIntyre. The match was definitely in favor of McIntyre most of the match. Because, again, Drew McIntyre is no slouch. He is a big boy. He's a big boy. (laughs) He definitely was dominating because, again... Andrade is more of a cruiserweight. When he was in Mexico and Japan, 
La Sombra was more of a high flyer. However, Andrade is, again, no slouch as well. He can hang in with the best of them. So, we see this match. We see, unfortunately, I wouldn't let Ben give his, then we'll give the update of what happened in that match. Uh, ben, this match, I uh, thought it was that? good. Could have gone a few more minutes, but that was this match wasn't the main focus that night, so I can understand why they kept it short. I'll give this match, like I gave the last one, I'll give it a three and a half. That was pretty good. But uh, the big news coming out of this match was... Well, give your rating first. Okay. Uh, did I give a rating for the last match? I don't think I did. For the last, I'll give it a three. For this, I have to give it four, four stars. Four stars for this, just because it was the shock factor. And I would give it the five, but sadly, after what happened at the end, Ben, take it away. Uh, Almas had set up Drew McIntyre for his spiking DDT move. Inverted DDT off of the top rope. Was it a basic DDT, Ben? No, there is a difference, though. This was not a basic DDT that you do standing up. This was a inverted DDT. It was set up on the rope, making it even more dangerous. Uh, Drew McIntyre suffering a unfortunate injury at this at uh, at this show, unfortunately. And what exactly happened? I didn't even tell. I couldn't even tell you where. The injury okay. happened. I'm, I'm Googling it right now just to be sure I get this right. Let me see what uh, I got it, here. It was at the finish. It was the finish. His elevated when DDT, he, he suffered DDT. damage to his elevated DDT. He suffered damage to his left arm. And yep. apparently uh, he he says he got, he's, he's getting an MRI scan this, this weekend. And apparently... Yeah, apparently he might be out for like five to six months. So, yikes. Not good for Drew McIntyre. Yeah, I feel like that might have rushed as well. Have you, uh, you said earlier, it needed just a few more minutes. I feel this is when it was, yeah, take it home now. Because the DDT looked, Andrade had him set up, uh, sorry, McIntyre, held on to the ropes. I'm not sure if this was supposed to be the reversal of it or that was just the plan. And it looks like when he dropped down, the arm just went. So I believe that's where the tear happened. I'm hoping Drew McIntyre is okay. But again, if he's out for six months, we do wish him a speedy recovery. The, the injuries just keep happening this year, have they? They really it's do. It's just like, God. It's like we know so many people right now they're out. It's just sad to think everyone is getting injured in this thing we love. And it's like, that's what shows you, though. It's a business that definitely you're putting the business first. And a lot of times wanting to put everything out there is what causes those moments. Sadly. So, yes, speedy recovery to Drew McIntyre. Let's wish him the best. But now let's get into the big news involving this pay-per-view this pay-per-view's name was not just a gimmick it was a sign of things to come it was a promise of what match would main event this show it was the return of war games the old wcw stipulation i had never seen a war games match before this weekend i now want to go back and rewatch every war games match there ever was because this match <laughs> was awesome I'm talking Authors of Pain and Roderick Strong versus Sanity versus the Undisputed Era. 
in what was an hour of 45 minutes to an hour of full-blown carnage. I'm talking tables. I'm talking chairs. I'm talking choke slams. I'm talking suplexes. I'm talking double teams. I'm talking triple teams. I'm talking three-on-ones. I'm talking two-on-ones. Whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> that just sounded so sexual at the end. But it was basically everything you can imagine happened in this match. Absolutely. Short of and the fucking. Definitely- short of fucking. Everything short of fucking happened in this match. Some fuckery happened in this match. Though to be fair, to when, be fair, by the I end of this match, to, the, by, to be fair, by the end of this match, they were all kind of together in like a large orgy pile, which was weird. <laughs> so who knows? Oh god, some fuckery was that. Where was Dijak? Where was the Roddy turn? But guess what? It didn't need it though. Because the match was perfect. This match had the so match much perfect. going for it. I gotta say though, the two MVPs in this match. Friggin' Killian Dane and Alexander Wolf, man. Because Oof. Killian Dane, man. I've loved Big Damo since I saw him in uh, WCBW in progress. That dude is amazing. But, like, he really did. He was doing a bulk of the work in this match, man. He was taking a lot of those spots and he was dishing it out, man. Killian Dane. Keep, give that dude more shit to do, man. Because he's fucking great. And then fucking Alistair Wolf. And the fucking, fucking Alexander Wolf. Taking that chair shot to the head and then bleeding like a stuck pig. Hope he's okay. Wait, was it the chair shot or was it the German suplex? One or the other. I know he did a German suplex through a table, but he went head first and that just like gushed blood from the back of his head because this was definitely a match that wasn't for the fate of heart. This is definitely a brutal match because that's what War Games was. Back in the day when war games happened, it was a fight because this was the end of everything. This was the end of the storyline when four horsemen took on Team Dusty when such happened. It was always something of, this is where we're going to fight and kill each other. And that's what they did. They went at it, the Undisputed Era, Sanity, Authors of Pain of Roderick Strong. It was a match that just left it all in that cage. And it got to the point of... We want another one. They did it right. So, we talked about earlier. Sometimes they they promise us such good stuff, they fail, They fall short. This wasn't anything of something that could have left us saying, this wasn't yeah, any, it wasn't as good. This wasn't this anything was short amazing. of amazing. This was everything. This was everything you wanted it to be and more. War games. This is better than the TNA version. I'll say that. Better than God. better than Full Metal Mayhem. Yes. Gee, color me shocked. <laughs> oh God. Even Come on, I bro. Come on, bro. I was doing some cool stuff in TNA. Oh, fuck, whatever. <laughs> was that Rusev's? No, was that even Rusev's time? I don't even know. Uh no, that was that was after Russo, So no. But still, this match is definitely it gave dust. It would make Dusty proud. Would make Dusty proud. I can say that. It would make I'm, Dusty proud. I'm gonna give this match four stars. Definitely awesome. Holy shit, loved this match. I'm a fan of the classics. I was I was proud of it. I loved the idea of it. I love what they did. All got all the guys in there knew to just make sure everything was okay. The guys did get a few bruises in there, but again. The nature of the match is to kind of leave it all in there. And blood was shed. Tears were definitely shed because how the hell are you not going to cry taking those moves? Uh, I'm going to give it five stars. 
I'm going to give it the perfect five just because it was a match that delivered. Even at the end, Adam Cole and Red Dragon trying to get out and them like, I want to be out of the cage. Oh, wait, yeah, he swallowed the key. Okay, we'll wait. That was pretty sick. And it was just perfect. It was perfect. So, so, with all of that in mind, you'd think it would be pretty hard for Survivor Series to top that this weekend. Survivor Series, Survivor Series was fucking amazing this weekend. As if this weekend couldn't have gotten any better, Survivor Series delivered in a big, bad way. The main event kind of, eh, but everything else, masterful. Yeah, I don't. That's this, something I'm gonna say. I, I, I'll correct myself there. I said Survivor Series fell short. No. The main event, because we're comparing main events, War Games is definitely top 10 better. But the show all throughout definitely gave War Games a run for their money. They definitely both conquered the weekend. This was definitely an interesting weekend to be a wrestling fan. So let's go from top to bottom, Ben. Let's go through Survivor Series. Let us talk about this show because, my God, this was great. Shield versus New Day, just as good as I hoped it would be. Six dudes tearing it up. Six of the t company's best talents right now. Not a lot to say, though. It was just a really solid, good... This match was good. Love this match. Uh, four stars for me all the way. Well, what do you think? Again, it's just so much was better at War Games, though. It's like everything was leading to War. It just thought of War Games. So, good start. Next matchup, Ben. Next up, it was the women's five on five match. Uh, if there was a weak match out of the bunch, not a bad one, but a weak one, it was this one, quite honestly, because. They made some weird choices in this match I didn't really agree with. First of all, Becky Lynch being eliminated first. Was not a fan of that. And uh, they kind of saved Asuka till the very, very, very end. Which I was... I understood, but I still wasn't a fan of. What did you think? Well, the women's match it definitely was interesting. It was great to see just them being brand supremacy. Everything is brand supremacy. However the booking of having Asuka kind of be the last one tagged in and then we knowing she's going to clean house. But I felt they should have ganged up on her. She should have been the first one all five of Team SmackDown try to attack. However, they took out Nia Jax with the count out. Once that happened, I'm like, yeah, Team Raw is winning. Because there was no way that they would do a double count out or... There was no one for DQ because Asuka wouldn't have done anything to DQ herself. So, it was kind of, you can see where it was going from there. It was a good match, though. Team SmackDown was definitely good. Tamina definitely did a great outing that night, though. Definitely. So, my rate on it, if I have to rate it, I would say... Three? A three? Yeah. It's not... I'll give it a low three step. Low it wasn't three. a top, like, top five or three. A low three from there. Next up, of course, it was Baron Corbin versus The Miz, IC Ooh, Champion versus US me. Champion. 
This one shocked me because it was really damn good. And in my opinion, the right guy went over. Kind of thought Miz was going to win it, but then Corbin came from behind and took it, which was awesome. Came, I love this match. God damn it. I'm just happy to see Baron Corbin pick up a win on pay-per-view, finally. Yeah, that's the thing. It was funny as hell that from every promo, everything happening, you thought, yeah, Miz is going to win. There's no way for the Miz not to. However, I think that's what they wanted. They wanted the shock factor. Because Baron Corbin went in this being, eh, the U.S. championship isn't that, eh. We could have had Sin Cara in this match from what happened on Tuesday. Ooh, but, ooh. but Miz made it look great. Baron Corbin made it look great. They had a great matchup in there. Was it the best match of the card? No. But was it what it was needed? Yes. You needed that shock factor. And especially with, from what's happening already on the card, Team Raw is going up already. So this giving SmackDown a win, I'll give this, you know what, I'll give this a three and a half. Three, three and, and a half for me. But next, three and a half for me as well. But next up, by far my favorite match of the night. Yes, even more so than Brock and AJ, the Usos versus the Bar. Oh my god, this match was awesome. As the Usos would say, Yahoo! Damn it, Bar. You'll find out later why I say damn it, Bar. Yeah. But still, the Usos and the Bar, they proved why they are the current tag team champions. It was a great match. Tag team coordination, everything was in there. Cesaro was going in there like a superman. He went in there, did some great things. Sheamus, he's a workhorse, always been. The Usos, however, were just a little better. Yep. So, Usos go over, and I give this match... You know what? Just because I, I, this was a match I needed, I'll give it a two. Because damn it, Usos. What? I'm giving it a two. You can't be serious. Giving it a two. You fucking dick. I'm giving, three. I'm giving this Could've a been. perfect fucking five. This match kicked Whoa. ass. Five stars. This match kicked ass. Loved it. Next up, Damn. Charlotte. Five stars from I'm sorry, this match, the moment that sold it for me was the tag slash dive out of the ring. Because it was just like in that moment, those two yeah, were That, that could have been messed up. So bad, but it wasn't. That needed to, like, perfect just... Spring, I'm like, wow. These two that are in perfect, perfect sync with each other. Love this match. You know what, you know what Ben? No, I, I won't give it the two. I know I'm a little mad. I'll give it the four. I'll give it four stars. It wasn't five, but I'll give it the four. All righty then. As Jim Carrey would say, alrighty then. <laughs> next up, next up it is going to be Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss. It was a Charlotte versus Alexa Bliss. This match was... Hell of a lot of fun. Uh, these two worked off each other very well. Almost wish they were on the same brand so they could do this a little bit more often, but who knows what will happen when the next draft happens. So this match was great. Uh, made Charlotte look, a look like a million bucks. Alexa Bliss looked like a million bucks that she could hang with Charlotte. What did you think of this match? Uh, this match definitely delivered. Alexa Bliss and Charlotte have both put on clinics before. This is definitely a match that Again, shocked me. Because I didn't see Alexa Bliss going under in this one because Alexa Bliss has been that dominant 
women in the Royal roster now. She hasn't gone under a lot, and it's usually how now she's been the champion. She's been, like, waiting for that one challenger. And Charlotte, again, proving, though, she is a flair. It just proved so much in there. Using the figure eight, or was it the figure four? Because I believe she did bridge up, so it was the figure eight. A, though it is based off the figure four, given that ode to her father, it was a great finish. I give it again. This is a four star for me. This is a four star. It definitely gave it all. Again, I was a little mad that I predicted Alexa, but it was a great match. The women definitely showed, hey, guys, we can do it too. So, great match. Yeah, I also give it a four. It was a lot of fun. Really enjoyed this one. But next up, ooh, this was a big Co-main one. Come event time, right? Come main event. Almost co-main event time. It was Brock Lesnar versus AJ Styles. I'll just wait, say, wait, ben, 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 wait, wait, time out. I just noticed something. Before we get to the co-main events, we forgot the pre-show. Okay. Uh, okay. Enzo Callisto. Okay, so Enzo wins. Done. Matt Hardy gets his arm broken. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn destroyed Brazanga. Done. Okay. Done. Done. Okay. Next In up. In total, they get they get maybe three stars. Total. That's it. That's, That's it. They get they get <laughs> the stars. Whatever. Next nope. up, it was Brock Lesnar, AJ Styles. This was the best Brock has looked since WrestleMania. If anybody could bring a good match out of that uh, dude, <coughs> excuse me, it's AJ Styles. This match yep. was a great blend of offense, high flying moves. Just these two. It was just so cool to see these two going at it. Just the idea of them being in the same ring. Not even the match. Just the idea of AJ Styles versus Brock Lesnar. Two guys that have literally almost been in the same company. Brock Lesnar was at the same time trying to get in the WWE while AJ was doing like Full Metal Mayhem. Not Full Metal Mayhem, sorry. Uh, Mayhem, uh, Velocity, that style. Both guys are in New Japan, and it's like, this match had to happen. Both former IWGP champions, and it was like, this match told everything. And it was two champions. It was the WWE champion versus the Universal champion, the best of both brands. And it was, I know everyone's going to complain. Oh, but Brock Lesnar destroyed him. He's a beast. That's the build, and that's what he needs to look like. Brock, and they're saying, oh, but Brock Lesnar didn't sell. He's a UFC fighter. He's supposed to look like, I'm going to really kick your ass. And that's what he did. So Brock Lesnar threw him around the ring, ragdolled him, but he still gave AJ his his moves in, with AJ able to take down Brock a little bit, scare people thinking, wait, AJ might win. Yes, you can say, but the F5 just took him out once. That's the thing. They're trying to build this move to be a finisher again. That's something in the WWE we've lost touch in is everyone kicks out of the finisher. It's like, no, they're building the F5 to be dominant, and I can see in the perfect beast of Brock Lesnar, he's the guy to do it. Make a finisher mean something. Most for definitely. Me, ben, uh, you can give your review in a minute for this match. I just want to just end it off with this was four stars for me. Ben, four, your turn, brother. Four stars for me, man. This was a good match. Best Brock is look all year. Can't get too mad at the ending. I'm right there with you. Just an utterly good match. Yep. But let's get into... You remember thinking this show sounds so good? Why are we a little sour on it? Well, 
Let's yeah. get into that main event. What started off as a fun little match slowly devolved into a really big clusterfuck. First of all, they eliminated Bobby Roode and Shinsuke Nakamura first, which I was like, I don't know about that. But then, but then again, Triple H did make them both look like a million bucks, so that was really cool. It came down, first of all, John Cena was a non-presence in this match. You could have cut him out of this and it wouldn't have mattered at all. He was not there for the build for this match, and he wasn't there on the SmackDown afterwards. John Cena was, he collected a paycheck that night, and that's really all it was. John Cena is now the part-timer, which is very disappointing, frankly. Yeah, this match, it really didn't need John. I get why. John Zeno is supposed to be, oh, you have a brawn? Get a John Zena. No, he has a John Zena. Do, 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 do. So it was basically that. John Zena was the power play for SmackDown. This is going to be the reason they win. John Zena was dominated. He fell to the coup de gras. One, two, three. Bye, John. And it's like, it's sad to say that John Cena has now become a part-timer because John Cena was the guy we grew up on. A lot of people can hate him now because, oh, he's complacent. He doesn't do anything different. He's only five moves. But still, if John Cena showed up at any indie show today, every fan in there would go nuts. Yep. If John Cena walked to your house right now and knocked the door, you're melting because you're like, oh, my God, it's John Cena. So everyone... In their hearts, still loves John Cena. And to think that at this point in his career, he's The Rock. He was Hogan. He's only going to show up once every little bit. Kind of sad. It's like, are we that old now? Big time. Our guys that we were like into back in the day are now... Uh, Goddamn. That was well, definitely... John, that was definitely a great match, though. It definitely... It didn't deliver as good as we wanted. Not, not to me, it really wasn't. It wasn't a great match, honestly. Like, there wasn't... The interactions were far too brief. There was some good fan service, but ultimately it was just a whole lot of, ooh, these guys are facing off. And then it got to the ending where it comes down to... Randy, what the hell happened? It came, comes down to Randy Orton, Shane McMahon, Braun Strowman, Triple H, and Kurt Angle. Braun Strowman eliminate... The, okay, here, hang on. Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn came out because they're a bunch of rapscallions. They beat up Shane. Randy's distracted. Braun gets the pin. It's down to Shane versus these three Jamooks. Uh, Triple H, Triple H, Triple H eliminates Kurt Angle. And yeah, so essentially all the young talent and, and even the like Randy and John were gone from this match. So we're down to Shane, Kurt, Hunter, the only person left in this match who was like an up-and-comer was Braun. And then Triple H tags himself in, eliminates Kurt. Like he he pedigrees him and allows Shane to pin him. And then he picks up Shane McMahon, pedigrees him, and gets the win. I and yeah, Braun that Strowman. Point, at that point Braun like, Strowman throughout this whole thing just has this look of, what the f- I'm going to do my best, Braun. He's like, what in the fuck just happened? 
Uh, where's Adam Blancpierre was still around? Because uh, that was definitely a what just happened moment because you're thinking, wait, was this in a ruse? Are we going to have the authority all around? Nope. Triple H just wanted to get the win himself because he needs to be power hungry. So pedigree to Shane McMahon. One, two, three. Team Raw dominates. Ron Strowman looks at him like, uh, well, nope. Yeah, I don't like this. Braun, you just Braun grabs Triple H by his neck and says, "You ever try to cross me again, you won't be able. You will not play this game again." Hits him with two running power slams, and no, the no, no. that was that was after Triple H tried to attack him. Yep, because Braun Larry warns him, tries to leave the ring, and Triple H says, "No, no, 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 no." Time for the golden shovel. Yeah. Nope. Time, time like, for uh, the golden shovel. Uh, nope. It was like trying to touch him with a feather. Nope. Braun turned around and said, oh, you done fucked up now. Oh, you done fucked it up. You done fucked it right up. Double. Just one power slam. Hang on. I have a clip Triple for H this. Gets up. I have a clip for this. Technical difficulties. Here we go. Here we go. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. Now you fucked up. You have fucked up now. Now you fucked up. 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 Now you have fucked up. Yep, that's basically what happened because then one power slam. Two, Two power slam. Uh, uh, uh. And Braun Strowman just standing tall, leaves the ring. Triple H tries to stand up, falls down again. There's some footage after the show went off the air of Triple H literally trying to stand up again. Falls. Finally gets to walk up the ramp. Triple H is like, I'm okay, I'm okay. Yeah. Boing! Hits the entrance ramp. That's it. So this Triple match is sold like a million bucks. bucks. He did. The best thing in this match was Braun Strowman, who is by far the best on the roster right now. Fuck, I love Braun Strowman so goddamn much. If you if there wasn't evidence enough that he's a babyface by now, and also the fact that he's advertising his own Christmas sweater, now is the time. And my God, he is he is just such a he's so cool, man. And this match did make him look like a million bucks, especially this one. But yeah, um, not the best of the night, and quite honestly, I'm going to give it, because there wasn't a lot of great wrestling, it was really just a whole lot of convoluted story stuff, I'm going to give it like a two and a half, that's the best I can give it. Oh, that was, that's very low, that's very low. To think the main event the night before, I give it a five. This one, I give it a three. I'm not going to give it two or one, because it wasn't bad. It still, it was good, it was good somewhat, but I can't give it anything higher because, again, the ending was like, what the hell just happened? It wasn't even shock factor because it was just like, huh? If Triple H literally would have turned on Team Raw and just been authority figure, then okay. But then just a double swerve didn't work, in my opinion. Did not work. That was it. And this was Survivor Series. All in all, 
It was a good show. It Very didn't, it didn't good fail. Show. It wasn't like usual that usually with WWE pay-per-views after NXT, NXT is like, try to be better. It's like, okay, let me grab my beer. No, 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 no. This weekend, NXT said, do, do one better. Okay, hold my beer. And they go. And Raw and Raw and SmackDown delivered. It was that one union show that was able to do perfectly. So let's see what happens now. Next week, Raw and SmackDown hopefully do something better because usually after this huge pay-per-view, you can expect the first week to be, eh. if you want to hear what we thought about Raw and SmackDown this week, listen to our live streams. You're going to see what we really think, what we think about coming up next week. Because this week was a little dull. It wasn't as best as what we would want. But again, it's two coming home shows. They already left. Now it's like, okay, now we got to just relax. We're getting back to usual. Now next week, hopefully it's a little bit, a little better. Because this week, we miss a lot of the winners. Baron Corbin no-shows, an actual match. It's like, okay, next week we'll see what happens. Randy Orton versus Kevin Owens. Is announced for the SmackDown main event. Raw, we'll have to see what happens. Definitely. Okay. So that what else, what? finally does it with for the NXT and Survivor Series reviews. That was a fucking mouthful, wasn't it? Yeah, that was a lot. That was a lot. But finally, we can put this past weekend to a rest. And at least you still have both of your championship. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> For those who don't I knew, know, I Drew, knew you were gonna rub it Drew McIntyre was not the only one to lose a championship this weekend, as Ray Ray Well, Rundo well, here. well, Ben, wait, 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 Ben. No, no more some, waiting. I got some. No more waiting. You I got lost some, okay. both of you your can titles. Keep on going, you, I got some good news. You lost your titles to our good friend Ralphie Infrared Villar, and you lost the world title. To our boy, the psycho luchador Smiley, it was a good weekend. Okay, so, yes, I was made to defend, not once, not twice, but three times this weekend. So I did, because guess what? I'm a fighting champion. Now, yes, infrared, because you don't need to call him by his full name, because now that he's one of us, he gets a little nickname. But, however, infrared... Ben, I think you scared him because he sent me a little clip today that'll be released coming up this week. Unfortunately, because you announced it last night, that hardcore title is 24-7. Infrared has officially relinquished the hardcore championship. So guess what, Benny? I'm a champion again. Though no, not for not for long, sir. Because let me tell you, as I said last night on the SmackDown Live reactions, if you see Ray Raimundo walking down the street or at any upcoming indie show, feel free to whip out that little camera of yours and pin him for that hardcore title and become hardcore champion. Because yeah, I, we need that belt off him. So Ray. As far as, like, this is revenge for you putting my friend in the nuthouse, or quite simply, Ray. Oh! Now you fucked up! Now you fucked up! Now you oh, Benny, Benny. Okay. However, now for the second title. I'm not gonna let go of it. 
till I don't want it anymore. So when, smiling when you, when, paper when are, champion, come and get me. <laughs> Although you probably, I don't see why he'd need to come after that belt when I'm making him a brand new one. You're what? Oh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, swerve, because as I spoke with Mr. Smiley last night, he certainly appreciates the craft and heart that went into the last championship, but he agrees he needs something a little better, a little bit, something more suiting his legendary prowess. So I am going to be in the process of creating a brand new GAWP Heavyweight Championship custom for Mr. Smiley, and that'll be coming up the pipeline very soon. So, Ray, that other belt you have, considering everything that's written on it, must be, might as well be considered garbage because it is trash. Oh, my God. I knew you were going to screw me somehow. But, nevertheless, at least I'm a hardcore champion. I'm holding the belt in my hand. And I guess I lose one. I'll just throw it to the side. But, Ben, 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 like I mentioned on Monday, and you approved it, I get my title shot at Clash of Champions. But I'm going to add one more ante to this. I'm going to add an ante. If I lose, Ben, you don't know about this, and I'm going to say it to all you people, because the law is a fighting champ, and the law is a man that wants respect. If I lose... The law, Ray Ramundo, is no more. Ooh. So, I want my title so bad, if I lose, that is it. No Ray Ramundo. You will not see me be this heelish character anymore. That is certainly quite the rage. That is certainly quite... The wager right there, sir. So yes, Clash of Champions, it will be Smiley putting his title on the line against Ray Ramundo in what very well may be his last outing as the law. So that's something. But of course we have a little up. I have one more update and this just broke. I have received a text message from Whole Milk Mike. He was able to get a hold of his phone. Before Why are they letting him use his phone? That's what he said. I to told me. them. I signed everything. That's what he said no to me. He said, Ben, I am... No Wi-Fi. He said to me, God. Ben, I am not supposed to have my phone. I was able to get it for a little bit today. I have managed to pull some strings in here, and I'm sending, <gasps> and I'm sending you this message when I'm not supposed to. So these are Mike's words, not mine. My, ben, I am okay. Things are going well here, and I'm making steady progress. I do not know when I will be back, but hold down the fort until I return, and I forgive you. Mike, I will try to be worthy of that forgiveness, and I wish you all the best, sir. And if you can hear me out there, happy Thanksgiving to you, sir, because without you there would be no show. And I will be sure that the law pays for what he did to you, and let's hope that we can get you back soon, sir. So, Mike, God bless and happy Thanksgiving. Okay. And Ray, okay, Mikey. fuck you. Okay, Mikey. Okay, Mikey. Well, I know you can text all you want, but you can't say anything to me. You can't, because I made sure 
They locked you up next to Bobby and Trixie and the psycho named Smiley. So, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Hopefully they give you something good because that sh- that psychotherapy, ooh, those shocks. <laughs> Mike, hang in there. with the law. But I am quite thankful. I am quite thankful that things are going well. Hold on, I believe I just got something in. Hold on, I believe I just got something. Here we go. I believe I have a voice clip from Home Milk Mike. It's a voice clip from within the asylum. Let's see if this plays. Let's hope it works. Hey, Ray. I'm coming for you. (laughs) No. 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 He seems to be in good spirits. No. Hey, Ray. Hey, Ray. Hey, Ray. Happy Thanksgiving, buddy. And, wow. got, and a happy Thanksgiving to all of you out there. We hope you had a good time listening to this episode as much as we did recording it, and we hope you guys have a very good Thanksgiving. Enjoy your turkey. Enjoy your stuffing. Enjoy your cranberries. Enjoy the Macy's Day Thanksgiving Day Parade, and enjoy... Oh, man, I forgot about that tomorrow. That's going to definitely be Something fun to, to see all the balloons and everything like that. And enjoy... Something being, be a fun day. Enjoy being with your family. If you can't be with your family, enjoy being with your friends, and just enjoy... Being on this earth, guys, because we're not here for very long, and you got to enjoy the things that matter, such as family, friends, and professional wrestling. So, guys, thank you for tuning in once again. If you want to listen to any of the past episodes, you can go to iTunes, Stitch Radio, Podtastic, and TuneIn Radio. You can find all of the past episodes right there. You can also follow us on the Twitter and the Facebook at the GAWP Show, and for Facebook, you can follow us at the General Admission Wrestling Podcast. We all form. We have all forms of clips jokes, memes, all sorts of great stuff for you guys. We always do polls, which is a lot of fun. And don't forget, uh, Ray, where can they get a GAWP t-shirt? Well, you can get those lovely... Christmas is coming up. Tomorrow's Thanksgiving. But you're going to want to gift these because these are the best shirts you can get around. Go to tpublic.com slash the golf show. You can get a Laurie Ramundo t-shirt, a Home Milk Mike t-shirt, a Avenging Ben t-shirt, or coming soon... A very special design. I'm not going to reveal it yet, but it's going to be definitely something you're going to want to believe in. <laughs> a lot of fun there. So, a lot of definitely a lot of good stuff to work with. So uh, ben, before, we, before we end off, I do want to say, like you mentioned earlier, tomorrow is Thanksgiving, so I do want to say thank you to all of you that are listening. Thank you for everything you're doing for our show, because without you guys, there is no JWP. This is, again, me. This is shooting the shit here. This is not Lolly Ramundo. This is just me, Raymond Sanchez, just saying thank you. Again, we've said thank you before, but again, tomorrow is something you want to look back at everything that happened in the year and just be thankful for life, thankful for your friends. Ben, though it's story, we can hate each other. Love you, brother. Love Mike that's somewhere. I don't know where he's at right now, but this is it. This is something that we all have to be thankful for. I'm glad you guys are listening. Hopefully... Friday night, you're full of turkey, just listening to us and having a good time because that's all we can ask for. Thank you guys all again. I'm the Law Ramundo. Follow the law. 
and listen to the JWP. Couldn't have said it any better myself. So, guys, thank you for tuning in. Don't forget to hit that subscribe button. Tune in next week for more crazy wrestling news. Guys, happy Thanksgiving from all of us to you. And don't forget, since Whole Milk Mike can't say it himself, I'll say it for him. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, join the madness, and we will see you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Other brothers compete to be the greatest Why is it a breeze to turn the sheet into white? Cause y'all some bitches, some narcs, some shadows in the dark I pull the tip of the arrow to penetrate your heart We the real and you the fake These are boys that I would take on my journey to the plate Which could reveal a fake The dream